everybody wants to be successful. People, everybody wants to be rich. Everybody wants to, you know, whatever. But I mean, like, I don't care what area of your life it is until you get your mind right. You're never going to get any of those areas of your life. The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. All right. So here we are at the Moved Entrepreneur Evolved podcast again. And our guest, special guest, is Michelle Barnes. And with the Social Impact new release book, I'm excited to talk about that as well. How are you? I am fantastic. Thanks for having me. This is yeah, so fun. I'm, I'm excited to hear, you know, and learn and some things from you and, and to go for there and um, seem to have a great, exciting personality. So I'm sure we're going to come up with a lot of stuff. I brought two things. You can make a choice. I don't know how to get them there quickly, but I did bring some organic coconut water if you would like some during your appearance. Perfect. Here. And then I have the <laughs> shake here where I always do these. And throughout the day, I'm like, I should have chilled it a little more. So this has kind of been here a little bit. So I'm not going to say that's the greatest, but I do have a Jolly Rancher. So, okay. okay. You know, who doesn't like a Jolly Rancher? You know what I <laughs> that's mean? That's how I thought. I, I, I thought got, I would try to I break the ice a little bottle bit. bottle that's like an appendage that's like with me all the time. Very cool. Well, let's jump into yeah. this. So um, okay. would you say that um, as for yourself, you have the social impact, there's a lot of shifts that have happened in business. And obviously, our topic is in business here, and entrepreneurs that are on the show. And I want to kind of go back and look back into personally, um, when you were younger, where was the shift for you when you said, I'm going to kind of go and be my own person because being an entrepreneur or, or being somebody that's going to go out and do something to impact others usually has something inside of them. When did that start for you? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question, Jason. And that fires me up. I was actually just thinking about this. So weird when I was getting ready earlier today. Um, I've literally, I think I've literally been an entrepreneur since birth. Um, it sounds crazy, but um, you know, I was an only child. My mom was a single mom. She had me at 18 and we didn't have any money. We had nothing. So for me, uh, I wasn't a big like play with dolls type of person, um, but I always started businesses. I always had like these pretend businesses. Um, so I always had the pretend businesses. And then I started, you know, I had a paper out when I was 10. I was babysitting by the time I was 11. Um, you know, I had a, my first real job at 14 waiting tables um, at a little hole in the wall Mexican restaurant in the yeah. ghetto in, in Denver and uh, where I grew up in the hood. And um were you, so, a, wait, you, were know, you a waitress at that? Were you a waitress at the time? I was. I was. Can they didn't serve. Can you tell me something that was on the menu? Oh my gosh! Absolutely. I mean, it was a Mexican restaurant, so obviously, oh, okay. like smothered burritos, tostadas. You know, the number four was the best. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> number four. That's what we're ordering. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever go to Taco House in the, that, you know what? Dinner. That's the thing. Taco House probably was a uh, a place where you uh, you know cut your cloth. You know, you you kind of. Yeah. put yourself out there you create those relationships and waitressing is is a great place to do that was that kind of the, yeah was that I don't want to take anything from you saying that you didn't have a personality before because I could already <laughs> <think> you do <laughs> but would you say that that was the first time you expressed it in a transactional way of going hey if I say these certain things then I get specific reactions yeah, I think so. Um, I think definitely doing that. And then, you know, I worked at like, it was like Osco drugs and then it turned into Payless. It's kind of like a CVS or a Walgreens. So then I, I worked, you know, customer service there. Like, so I was always, but I was always a people person, okay. um, kind of the most extroverted introvert, I guess, like, 
you know, always had kind of like some shy things about me, but you know, once I was like in a, in a good space, like then I was like in my jam with people, but, um, you know, to have, I've always like loved working with people always. It's interesting because that, you know, going along with, obviously we'll talk a little bit more about, uh, your social impact book that you have. Um, but that early on, was another way of creating a social impact at the time obviously things changed I'm going to take you back a minute so in 2010 it was the end of 2010 and you had made a comment and what I think is super cool about social and things like that is I kind of can go back and kind of see transitions right and so that's kind of the uh -oh. thing about life but I think some of the things that you had as you transitions were pretty cool so you had a you had a it was 2010 and I'll set the stage a little bit 2010 was the year of basically the, the what are we going to do with e-commerce and, you know, what are we going to do with um, transitioning business into digital, the, you know, the real estate was crashing and everything like that. And you had made a comment at the end of that time, you said, my two-year-old just uh, brought me blue index cards and said, set goals, love that. Many of you will know what this means. So I think yes. it take you back to 2002 as your evolution of what you were doing at the time what what was that like at that time because maybe you're not where you are today right you probably it sounded like you had other things going on during that time as, as a go-getter I guess I would say wow so you know so I've been an entrepreneur like full-on I dropped out of law school you know 26 years ago and and became started my entrepreneur journey and um yeah, 2008, I think was when 2007, 2008 is when I got on social media on Facebook. I mean, I was like, you know, dabbled on MySpace and weird things like that. Um, but uh, that was really the first thing. And then that's so funny that you brought that up. So um, I'm kind of a psycho about the blue index cards. Mine are right here still to this day. Um, it's something that I've done and taught for 26 years um, to put your goals in the present tense on blue index cards with blue ink. And obviously our children, I have two boys. I'm a single mom and the sole provider of two boys. They're 10 and 13 now, which is crazy. Um, but that was really cool because my two-year-old at the time, um, I was probably pregnant with my second one. Um, you know, he started at a very young age putting his goals on blue index cards with blue mm. ink in the present tense. Um, he's done it for things like iPhones and stuff like that in the past, <laughs> of course, um, you know, and, and to get straight A's to get the iPhone, you know. Mm. Um, so but yeah, that that's so crazy to look at how everything has evolved with social media. Um, I was always a, a belly to belly, face to face, coffee shop appointments, meetings, hotel meetings, you know, I've, I've you know, done every way that you could possibly think of building a, a business in the in the network marketing and direct sales realm. I've done it. Um, and so I was a little kind of hesitant at first because, you know, like social media, I mean, I remember the first friend that told me about Facebook. And I was like, ah, like that sounds sketchy, you know, yeah. like, people have your information and they, you know, they're seeing pictures of you and your fam family. Like, I don't know about this. And now it's literally, my team does eight, 9 million in sales a month because of Facebook, you know, and because of social media. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy just how much it's changed, even in just 10 years. I mean, I used to post the dumbest stuff, you know, 10, 12 years ago, you know, it's back when you would just say where your name was and say Michelle Barnes and it'd be like, is taking a bath, like 
who gives a crap, you know? <laughs> well, I feel like, a, you know? I feel, I feel like a total stalker, but I will say that as you go through these things, <laughs> I'm kind of, I feel like a stalker when I do it, but I think it, it creates a uniqueness in pulling back and saying that there's things that do happen, what was going on during that time. And if you were actually setting those goals, you know, certain things are happening. And I, I saw something and I think that it was quite interesting. And there was a, something that you've done is like 2012. And it was said, you said three amazing parts to this company. You said you have a uh, 12 week transformational virtual trainer at your fingertips. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because <clears throat> right now, everything is this virtual experience, yeah. you know, uh, boot camps, things like that. We always had them then, but it seems like in 2012, this wasn't happening as much as it is today. You kind of right. get where I'm getting at that. When you, you know were, what? I love that you brought that up, Jason. What, what, what was going on during, if you can remember back then, I'm pulling you back a little bit, but as you were putting together a campaign like that, looking back on how many people you've probably had on lives through social selling, right? Compared to then, mm -hmm. what, what, do you, what was it like back then? Was it people weren't showing up for your stuff? What was your experience? I think you said that was 2012. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I was just starting to like really do more, um, digitally. I was still doing all the meetings and flying all over the country and all over the world speaking and whatever, but I was really starting to be like, huh, I wonder how we could like, you know, monetize all this social media. I'm wondering how we can leverage social media and use social media as a platform to do, to help more people. You know, because I always built like locally right here in Colorado and Colorado was like my, where I had the most customers, where I had the biggest team because I was here, you know, when I lived in California, I had a big team in California. Um, so I was like, how can we like expand our reach now and, and actually, you know, help more people really at the end of the day, like you're going to sell more products when you serve more people. So that was my you know, we had great products, you know, and what we've always had great products. And so I thought, man, if we could help more people. So that was when we were like, what if we could help people that are, everybody was so busy and people are just getting busier and busier. And I look at even today, people would have ne would never do today what I did 20 years ago in this, in this business. Like they just wouldn't, there's no way, mm. you know, nine, 10 meetings a week, you know, all those things. Um, now yeah, because you'd be yelling at the guy down, you'd be yelling at the guy on the, uh, on the highway. Cause he flipped you off because you're yeah. sitting in the freeway all the time. Oh yeah. No, I always say that, that God made me an entrepreneur. Cause I'm like the road rage person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so sweet and nice until someone cuts me off. And I'm like, <laughs> Look, I got an interesting oh, one. There was an interesting thing. So why do you think road rage is, is something that's real? And I actually, I saw this on Joe Rogan, but it was a great, great statement. And oh, um, I don't know. Tell me. He had a really good answer to it. And if I'm walking down the street and you were walking past me and you were to kind of brush, like kind of cut me off a little bit from a one to 10, what do you think that you would hold bitterness or have that rage? I mean, if you were just like, oh, sorry, I'm excuse walking. me. I'm walking. Yeah. And I kind of oh. cut you off a little bit. Eh, not that big of a deal. Maybe a two. And you probably yeah. wouldn't say anything, right? You just, yeah, probably I'd probably just feel like, oh. So, yeah, and if they say, excuse the me, I'd probably is, like, Rude. the theory is that your subconscious, your monkey brain, recognizes that you're doing 70 miles an hour and that you are oh. engulfed in this metal thing around your body. And that you are this close to really getting hurt. And you know that. 
So when you're going in these environments, you're running at such a high RPM that your pressure is so high that you're already at a seven. So then when someone cuts you off, you're there already. Wow. I never thought of it like that. And I think that another thing to think about is also in maybe in management as well, right? And team building. We can kind of jump into that for a second because you do that as well through this. But wouldn't you say like team building is kind of the same thing when the RPMs are high and there's a lot of risk, we're a lot more snappy. Yeah. So then it's like risk of losing something or anything like that. So what is it um, kind of, I don't know, you just went on a small tangent, but I thought that was kind of cool going. I love that. That's, uh, that's so interesting. I'm going to totally steal that and use that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a messenger on that one. I think I understood it well, but um, I, I noticed um, that you did, and this is, I will bring this up is that there's a couple of things as you would kind of went through this. And I kind of noticed that you had mentioned a few things about business plans and in business, what are your thoughts about in 2010, 2012 of what people are doing with actually a business plan these days? Hmm. Putting to a well, I mean, the speed of change, right? Yeah. You know, I think it's almost a little unfortunate because I look back to when I first started as an entrepreneur and, and it's like, there's so many things that are so much better now and so much easier and so much simple, but I think there's a lot of really valuable foundational things that I learned when I was 23 years old that aren't being taught anymore. Mm. Um, you know, foundational mindset stuff, you know, um, from well, talk about from a little the, bit of that. That's good stuff. Oh, like that's my jam because okay. yeah. honestly, you know, like I, that's really where my, my passion and uh, is in the, in the whole mindset and goal setting and stuff like that, because, um, you know, I mean, I, I just, it's, it's never been taught. And until you get your mind right, it doesn't matter how much money you want to freaking make, mm. you know, it doesn't matter how successful you want to be until you get your mind right. I would say that you have to have that checkup from the neck up. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, we're taught to go to 8 billion years of school and then people get out of school and they never pick up another book. You know, like I read a book a week. Um, I'm obsessed with seminars and coaches and mentors, and it's the reason why I am where I am, you know, as a sociology major, I mean, with that, you know, I never even had a real job besides waiting tables. So, you know, I needed to find people who had the results that I had in life and, and learn how to do what they were doing. And more importantly, how to think how they think. And that was like, that was a very pivotal defining moment in my entrepreneurial career was, um, you know, I've always wanted to be successful, right. You know, ever since I was little, I didn't, you know, I saw my mom struggle and I didn't want money to always be a freaking issue. I didn't want money to dictate every freaking choice. You know, I just got so tired of hearing, you know, we can't afford it, you know? Yeah, that's nice, but we can't afford it. And so, you know, I think that you, it comes with like, being just fed up and then making mm. a decision. But then it's like, once you make a decision to be an entrepreneur, you're fed up, there's some dissatisfaction, you make that decision, but then like, you got to get your mind right. Because most of us have so many free, take whatever age you are. That's how many years of programming you have, you know, and it's either serving you or not, mm-hmm. you know, and it, you know, doesn't matter how successful you are. It's like new levels, new devils, right? It's all relative, but I think when people new are devils, first new get started, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. But yeah, it's true though, right? You know, yeah. Jason. I mean, it's like you know what what was uh, like catastrophic big deal. You know, 
five years ago, it's like, now you look back, you're like, that's nothing compared to what just happened last month. Or, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, so you're always going to be, you know, dealing with stuff. And, you know, I think having the right mindset, I mean, you know, everybody wants to be successful people, everybody wants to be rich, everybody wants to, you know, whatever. But I mean, like, I don't care what area of your life it is, until you get your mind right, you're never going to get any of those areas of your life. Do you think mind, do do you think mind right? I think one of the things that you said, so, uh, so important, and it's, I am a I'll say it in the mic so it's really quiet. Don't tell me. I'm a victim as well. Here is my. (laughs) (laughs) No, none of I am. I'm going to take it. We've never been a victim. But I drink organic coconut milk, so we should be okay. (laughs) Totally balanced out. I think so. But my my thing is that I don't think that um, a theory of this has been going with me a lot is that I don't think people are less intelligent. I think that the majority of people just aren't thinking the way that one person is thinking. So 100% the elimination of certain things, the, or, or let's say the things that you're doing in your daily basis, the other person doesn't have those to deal with. So, mm-hmm. so you're thinking that they're doing their certain things mind, in a mindset, but they're not thinking about, you know, maybe mom is sick. They're not thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, maybe you just lost a friend that you're, you have, we're all de- dealing with different things, right? So at the sure. end of the day, mindset is also like, what are we going to eliminate? Mm-hmm. What, what do you think when you look at mindset or even better when you bring somebody on and build them as a team, here's some leadership, I guess. What are some of those things, the very first thing that you say that would be an elimination? Because at the end of the day, this comes down to being able to create a transaction. That's what we're getting at, right? For sure. For sure. Well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a time Nazi. So, um, you know, and I, I wasn't in the beginning. Um, but I, like, I always say, if you don't schedule, it's not going to happen. And, you know, I do personal development every day. I have done for done it for 26 years. Um, even if it's 10 pages of a good book or 10 minutes of a podcast or 10 minutes of a, you know, whatever it is, like I, I, I'm constantly feeding my brain, the good stuff. Um, my kids, I mean, you know, I mean, they'll say something negative and I'm like, keep telling yourself that, you know, like, you know, thoughts are things. And so, I mean, even my, Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like, if you talk to anybody that's ever worked for with with me for even a hot minute, that they'll say that like thoughts are things is what I say all the time. And um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you do have to make choices. I, I always say that every choice we make every second of every day is either moving you closer to your goal or further away from your goal. And so, you know, if I choose to binge on Netflix, you know, um, sometimes I may need an outlet to just unplug and do that. And if that's okay, and it's for, to like, kind of fill my bucket back up and not deal with kids and not deal with my business. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, what's it really doing for my life as far as my, the, like the five things that I really treasure the most in my life, is it, is it getting me closer to those goals or further away? Um, watching the news, you know, like I know, you know, and some of y'all, I know probably it's one of my, know, I suck at trying to throw that one off. I, I'm not good at it. I try. And sometimes I just I, like, I have to be honest. I like the train wreck. I, I know, I know. And I get sucked <laughs> into it. We all do. Right. And especially right now, depending on what your views are and everybody has their opinion and they all want to share it, you know, and everybody thinks their opinion is going to change someone's mind, you know? So it is, mm-hmm. it is a little bit like almost entertaining to watch. Um, but at the end of the day, like 
it doesn't matter who the freaking president is. He's not going to, he or she is not going to pay your bills, mm. you know? And it's just like, again, you know, is it making your life better? Is it making you feel better? Okay. Like I'm a very vibrational type person. Um, everything that I do is, is based on what I think and feel. And if I'm, if my thoughts aren't right and my feelings aren't right, then I know my actions and my results are not going to be right. And so I know that if something makes, makes me feel like crap, like watching the news and watching the train wreck, you know, then those are the results I'm creating by yeah. that feeling that it's giving me, you know, if you don't like your results, change the way you feel. So it's, I think it, it lowers my vibration to do those things. And so I think when you start to become more and more aware, and once you reach a certain awareness level, the, once the mind is stretched to that, it never goes back. So you, you know, so for me, it's more, have you ever done, thing. have you done a time study? A time study? What is that? So a time study increments, uh, you can do them within 10 minutes, you can do them five minutes, 15 minutes increments. And um, I'll make sure I send you over one uh, and you yeah. can take a look at it, but it, it can do about 10 or 15 minute increments. And you take your entire day and you take five days okay. and you take these incremented yes. pieces, 15 minutes, 25, whatever that is, you could do 30 minutes, whatever you can muster up. You, you talked about going to law school and I've been around a lot of attorneys and they can do the whole, like, you know, I just did this for 15 minutes. They've got yeah. that down. Right. That's not my personality. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I dropped out. No. So it's, yeah, that's why I have a story that when I got onto the internet, the very first time I was in Waikiki in Hawaii and I was sitting on like the eighth, eighth floor of the outrigger. And I said, you know what, what am I going to do? I worked for Harley Davidson at the time. And I was like, what else am I going to do? And I, I remember going, I could be an attorney and I could be like that guy up there. And I was like, I ain't going to law school. So there goes that. I didn't move on. Terrible. But anyways, a time Hard study. Saved yourself tons of money. I did. Well, I'm with an attorney now. So at least I got the gavel. Oh, so, well, there you go. <laughs> so with that though, a time study is broken up in 10 or 15 minute increments. Yeah. And throughout the entire day, you break your 15 minute increments down. And what you'll find is yeah. you'll say, holy smokes, I wasn't productive like I thought. Okay. So what's so funny is I've never heard it called that, mm. but I really love that. But in my time management seminars and in my time management talks, uh, what I do is I have people document their days in a basically just journal. I've never heard the word time study, yeah. but that's what I have them do is I have them document for seven days straight, you know, every 10 minutes, you know, what they're spending their time on. And it really is eye-opening. That's someone had me do it probably 25 years ago. And that's when I was like, oh my God, I waste a lot of freaking time. <laughs> when I would mark down what I was doing, that was my elephant brain. When I did not yeah. mark it down and I missed it, I realized that it was my monkey brain was in, in charge. Interesting. Huh. And when you, when you realize yeah. you're like, I, if I don't sit here in the 15 minute marker, say what I did, then I really wasn't in control anyways, right? Yeah, it's so true. And it just kind of fades away. So yeah, a, a time study is like a really good thing. So let's, let's make another shift, what you think is super cool. And that is exciting times that happened in our lives because of like the success or whatever we did. And you had had a post in here and it wasn't too far out. And you said, um, uh, turning the page and we're going to be a billion dollar team. We decided how much, uh, if this is ours, 2014 is going to be one of the best years of our team, uh, has ever seen. And in this, just to kind of set context, you build sales teams. That's what you do. And you do it in the yeah. network marketing. And my question would be, what did that feel like? Because 
I think being a part of certain things, sometimes you're not the one on the top, but being a part of cool things is sometimes just fun because you can attach yourself yeah. to their energy. But what yeah. was that like in, during that time? That was just so you know, I didn't realize it, but I'm catching all these December, end of Decembers. <laughs> wow. that's uh, And I love that you're bringing up all these memories. I mean, that was my last company. Okay. And we were literally, I mean, just doubling year after year. I mean, our volume was doubling, our sales were doubling. I mean, it was, it was insane growth and it was such an exciting time. Um, and yeah, I mean, like people, I mean, I always say energy's caught, not taught, right. And, and energy is everything and everything is energy. And it's like, we were, it was like success just bred more success because, what we were doing was so exciting. I think we're seeing that again, where I'm at now, where mm -hmm. it's getting so, it's been exciting for the last six years that I've been with my new company, but it's getting to that like crazy, just sick and wrong, fun energy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it, it is, I mean, like, that's where like, people are just like, let's go. Like, I don't even know what the hell you're doing, but the, the energy that's just feels so good. Like I want to be a part of it. So um, that's funny that you brought that up because it's, a, that is a good feeling and it's a good feeling for everybody, you know? Now, after that, you had just kind of mentioned, you were saying that you had gotten into another company and as you kind of start growing that and you build that presence, fundamentally you're in the sales business. And I think that something that's quite interesting in the network, uh, network marketing business and the organic business of generating and things like that. For people that are doing sales nowadays, there's a lot of internal network marketing that is really getting locked into the ecosystem of sales, I, yeah. I believe. 100%. Meaning that a lot of the way that network marketing nurtures and pulls people down that line, you're noticing that through social media. Would you agree? Yeah, uh, definitely not as much as network marketing, obviously. I mean, you know, network marketing, I think that's one of the, probably the biggest advantage, even for me, you know, starting as a 23 year old broke law school dropout, you know, being 80 grand in debt at the time. Um, you know, I always say that it's a personal growth company with a pay plan attached to it. Mm. And the more you grow personally, the more money you're going to make. And I wish more companies, and I think people are starting to, I mean, like personal development 26 years ago, people were like, oh, you're going to another like hippie seminar, another like woo woo event where they brainwash you, you know, and Bob, and, I saw you did some I, Bob Proctor stuff. Yeah. Bob's a dear friend of mine. He's cool. my personal mentor. He's, um, he's a dream come true. He's one of the most amazing humans I have literally ever met in my entire <laughs> life. Very cool. And um, yeah, even at 86, like he's my idol. I want to be him when I grow up because he's just at 86, 87. He's just still freaking crushing it. Yeah. He, uh, he's definitely helped me. Um, there's been defining moments in my career where Bob Proctor is the reason. So um, I will be forever indebted, you know, to his teachings and and uh, just as friendship. So, yeah. So what would, what would you say that when people get into that business, because there's always a, and it's, it's a, I don't, it's not a sore thumb. It's not the right word by any means, but it's always a thing of when people say, is this a real business? What is this? Why do you think that in that business? Cause a lot of people that make a lot of money in this business, what is it that you think that is the, how is the, why bridge. people are negative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you I think mean, it is that, that people, 
if they wanted to cross that bridge, what is the natural reaction? You think it's just ingrained and then it's the door's not yeah. open for you? Um, I think it's programming, you know, I mean, and everybody knows someone who knows someone, my brother's cousin, sisters, you know, and tried one of those deals and didn't make any money. And it's like, you know, I was the same way. I mean, honestly, Jason, I almost walked out of my first meeting 26 years ago, like literally saw products in the corner and almost turned around and walked out. Cause I was just like, Oh crap, you know, here we go again. It's another one of these deals. I've seen these things before. And, and so I'm a perfect example of someone who really didn't know anything about the profession. Um, I didn't know anything about the business, really. Um, I just had a negative perception based on what somebody else had said or something I had heard. And, you know, it's crazy because I think people are, are so much more open-minded, obviously, today than they ever have been. Um, a lot of them not even by choice, you know? I mean, with everything that's happened with COVID and, you know, people losing their jobs, you know, now with vaccination stuff. And it's just, you know, and people having to work from home, um, you know, so now it, people are a lot more open-minded to it and a lot, I think even just saying that I wanted to be an entrepreneur when I was 23 was like, oh my gosh, you know, do you really want to do that? You know, so I, I think it was network marketing. Yes. Um, that people had a negative perception about, but I think it was like, even if you chose to be an entrepreneur 26 years ago, it was almost frowned upon because it was risky and mm -hmm. you should just go get a real job. I mean, even after I made 102,000 my first year, my mom was like, well, that's great, sweetie, but when are you going to go get a real job mm -hmm. like with benefits? And I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like I can pay for my own friggin' benefits with a hundred grand a year. <laughs> Do you, you not know? see the so, benefit? Do you not see the benefit? <laughs> I got benefits for days. <laughs> Seriously, you know, and so, so I think it's like, so there's now it's like cool to be an entrepreneur, you know? Yeah. I think that there's there's two things that are quite interesting in this. And then one would be because you've built teams. And so sales teams have very interesting things, especially in this business. What would you say are some characteristics that you, I guess I would say that if I were to, again, here I am judging, crossing lines, but if I were to judge you kindly, okay. I would say like, okay, here's a personality. My quick judgment would be like, okay, this person has a certain personality. They will excel in this. What are some of the things that you, that you, we're always looking to watch everybody excel, but sometimes there's superpowers that help other people and they already mm -hmm. have those things. What are some of those that you feel are some natural superpowers that will be, that would be successful in your line of business? Yeah. I mean, some natural superpowers are obviously confidence and belief in yourself, you know, um, because most people are not going to believe in this profession in the beginning. Um, and so you've got to at least believe in yourself and a lot of people don't. So it's sad, you know, and I think that's honestly the number one reason why people fail, uh, in network marketing and, and as entrepreneurs in general, because, you know, they, they don't believe in themselves enough. You know, and it's the self-limiting beliefs that, yeah, we all have, but, you know, how are you going to work through that? And so um, obviously being good with people is always a bonus. Um, you know, I've always like, I always say lighten up and your future will brighten up. So if, if people are just having fun, 
like people want to be around someone who's fun. You know, if you're mm. a freaking stick in the mud and your energy sucks and, you know, I always say you're either an energy giver or an energy sucker. Like there's no neutral, you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So you're either giving energy or you're sucking energy. And most people are energy suckers. You know, most people would rather talk about all the negative crap going on instead of, and then they attract all that crap. So then mm. they're even more negative. And so it's like they're, they turn into total crap magnets. You know what I mean? Um, so I think, you know, yeah, yeah hope, there hope are some it, things. Hope's, hope is a pretty powerful word. Yeah. You yeah. know, having, having, being able to be optimistic and have hope. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very powerful, it's a powerful feeling, you know? It is. And it's a, a powerful tool. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. that you were saying you transitioned from one company to the other. I'm sure you had to pull those tools Couple times. to restart, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, um, I always, um, even from like day one, my three golden rules were get excited, get excited, stay plugged in and never quit. And Mm. so even when companies quit, stay plugged in, stay plugged in, meaning stay connected to people. That's that's, I was going to say that like, that's this interesting one because the first one and the second one makes sense, but stay plugged in. I think that that's, that's an interesting saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people, like I said, you know, it's like you want to stay plugged into sources that are going to empower you Mm -hmm. and that are going to where you're constantly learning and growing. And, and I, you know, I think 97% of America really doesn't do that. You know, they're just going through the motions and they're getting by and, you know, and they just get more of the same. And five years from now, they're in the same place. I think there's a lot of wild West going on right now too. (laughs) Like I think Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, just it's so much information and, and then saying, what am I going to be committed to? Yeah. You know, it's, there's a lot of the whole, there's a lot of the side hustle world going on. There's, yeah. there's a mindset going on. There's, you know, there's a lot of, it's almost sometimes there's a lot of opportunity and then you don't know where to go. There's a lot of that going on. Sure. Oh, um, it's overwhelming. There's a lot of noise right yeah. now, probably more noise than there's ever been. So you decide to come up with a, with, with something to obviously help, help people. And so Mm -hmm. when you did that, you obviously have a background of connecting with people, getting people to certain Mm -hmm. levels, helping them hit goals, right? That's um, what comes with what you're doing. Um, As you kind of uh, go through the transitions of social networks and things like that, and you decide to uh, reach out to other people, you decided to come up with a book that had fundamentals in there. What inspired you to do that? Because it's a great piece to attract and get to know people. What inspired you actually to write a book? You know, there's a, there's a a group of us that are yeah, no, there's a group of us that are that are entrepreneurs um, and some are new to the entrepreneur world and some of us have been in it for decades now. And, you know, the biggest thing was we wanted to come together and kind of, and, and a lot of us are in different companies, different backgrounds. And, you know, there's questions that I get every day. There's, you know, I, I do consulting for different companies, some network marketing, some you know, not network marketing and everybody that reaches out to me is like, God, you know, it seems like you guys have this like social media thing, like dialed in and, and we do in a lot of ways. And I think, you know, for the last six years, we've been like fine tuning this, this, you know, ATM system that we created. um, That's literally like people's ATM machine. It stands for ad tag message. Um, We've been fine tuning you know, uh, attraction marketing um, so that people aren't like, 
total spam artists on their on their Facebook pages. Let's take a, a second and just talk about what, um, the word attractive marketing, attraction marketing. I think mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, people that go through this, what, what does that word, what does that mean to you? Well, so instead of jumping down people's throat with both feet, and I think a lot of people, you know, with network marketing, one of the kind of stigmas is, all right, make your hundred names list and go bombard all your friends and family and go be super annoying, you know? And my number one rule for 26 years is don't be a freaking weirdo. Like whether you're talking to your parents, your, your cousin, your neighbor, like just don't be a freaking weirdo. Like, you know, like I've never lost a friend because of this business, because I've always been like, Hey, check this out. Like if it's for you, cool. If not, no big deal. Right. Um, so, but, and so what we've done is we've taught people how to take their offline skills and bring them online. Mm. And just like I taught offline, don't be a freaking weirdo we're teaching that to people online and like you could sell anything, you know, whether it's a product or service or whatever online, especially if you can build curiosity Mm -hmm. and create urgency. And if people are like, Oh my God, what is that? Like, I, I want to know what that is. You know, if I hold up a bottle and you don't know the name of the company and I'm like, Oh my God, I lost 32 pounds on this product. I've kept it off for over a year and a half. I feel amazing. I mean, guess how many messages I get in my inbox going, what the hell is that? And here's my credit card. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. And the power so of the, the power of social proof, right? Yes, totally. Well, social proof and, and also curiosity, you know, that's really what attraction marketing is, mm-hmm. you know, is, is creating curiosity and getting people instead of, you know, it, there's a difference between, you know, spamming people you know, with BOGOs and sales and things like that. And also sharing a story that's like, man, I can finally fit into these freaking jeans after 10 years, you know, like people want to buy that feeling more than they want to buy your product, you know, and people love to buy stuff, but they don't like to be sold. So it's like, if we can give them, find people, find, and there's like on social media, it's like, oh my God, you know, there's 2 billion people on Facebook and 99% of them want to lose a few pounds. You know what I mean? So it's not rocket science, you know? I mean, even the skinniest ones on there, like I just need to lose five pounds. (laughs) What what would you say is, um, what platforms in this, uh, in this, I guess, genre, I guess would say in network marketing do really well. Oh my God. Well, we are killing it on TikTok right now, um, which is just crazy. But TikTok is obviously like Facebook is huge for us um, because that's where we have a lot of our communities. Um, Instagram is huge for us. We have a lot of influencers that we work with um, because of our, the the way our models created influencers can make, you know, tons of money without recruiting anybody. Um, But TikTok, TikTok and now Reels, Reels is obviously brand new on Facebook. Um, reels on Instagram, reels on Facebook and TikTok, the short form video is where we're crushing it right now. And talk about generating, I mean, like so many leads, but the thing about TikTok is it's the first social media platform that I've ever seen where you can literally with zero influence and zero following, like have something blow up overnight, Mm -hmm. like with zero influence and zero following. You know, like, I mean, we have people on our team that there's a gal that was homeless three years ago, you know, who blew up on TikTok and she's making 30,000 a month now, you know, no finance, no money claims or anything like that. But it's just like, 
pretty cool to see mm-hmm. because on Facebook, like if you only have 300 friends, when I meet you and I'm teaching you attraction marketing and I'm teaching you how to build your business, a business on social media. Well, if you have 300 friends and I have 20,000 followers, I'm going to get a lot more engagement when I post something than you are. Right. But with TikTok, you don't have to have that influence or, you know, like it's, it's just crazy. And it's so exciting and so awesome. And who knows how long it'll last. So I'm like, go balls to the wall with it now while it's hot. And then, you know, and then pivot when it's not, you know? Yeah. I think that, um, what would you say are some of the fundamentals that regardless, and these are conversations that obviously are open for conversation, right? What would you say some of the fundamentals of transitioning from different platforms are? Um, yeah, you know, I think most of them are very similar. I mean, it's a lot of the same kind of, you know, build relationships. Like, you know, like I'm still not TikTok. You can be a little more spammy, (laughs) you know, and a little more salesy on there. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still building relationships, you know, and, um, I think that that's where a lot of people, you know, I would say, don't compare your, your chapter two to someone else's chapter 20, mm-hmm. you know, I was an overnight success. It just took 20 years, you know, it, and it so, was just a couple of nights that were combined. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like, people don't see the grind, you know, they just see these people with thousands of followers, you know, and it's like, that didn't happen overnight. And we all started with one, Mm -hmm. you know, and we all started by setting up a Facebook account, you know, or an Instagram account. So, you know, I think that the fundamentals are still to be a good human, uh, consistency is everything. Just be a good person. Just be, be you, be you. Yeah. Be just be you and, and And a good filter. be Be good. Be you with a good filter. Yes, exactly. You always got to have a good filter, you and know, good, don't, all, don't be all the way you just, yeah, just be 98% and we'll be fine. Yeah. 98% you. Exactly. Well, that's um, exciting. I think that um, putting together something that ultimately gives people the ability to obviously be attracted to something that they're doing um, compensation plans in this business model are um, all obviously an attractive piece. My question would be, is that also because going back in 2012 and 2010, as you were, we were kind of making the turn, you realize it's not that long ago. I mean, even saying MySpace was not that long ago. Are you finding that because of the internet, there's new genres of people that you might not have gotten many years ago? Does that, did I say that right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that, I mean, it's like sky's the limit, right? And um, I think when you are value driven and you're you're creating content and you're you're giving people value, that's where you're gonna like I always say your vibe attracts your tribe, you know, right. and that's where you're gonna find your humans, you know, and that's why there's enough abundance for everybody, you know. Someone who loves my stuff or you know might not like that other person's or someone who thinks I'm totally lame is gonna love this other person, you know, it's, and that's okay. Um, and so I do think that, um, it has opened the doors to, to people being able to find their niche and to, you know, if, if they're consistent, you know, I think that's another downfall with entrepreneurs is they're not with social media, at least is, well, and really as an entrepreneur in general is, is they're just not consistent with what they're doing. Sure. You know, so if you're consistent and and you're giving value, you're attracting you can really attract anybody you want, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, there's only, um, 
you know, you got 5,000 friends on Facebook as far as Facebook goes. And you kind of math that all out. And let's say that you probably have 20 to 20% that are like, I don't want to sell this stuff to them. What is some things that you've done in working with people? Because obviously it's working with salespeople is that when they sign up for this type of thing or work with you or something like that, there's usually a gap that they have to jump over. And this is just the gap of showing yourself, right? So what do you, what do you tell people when social media is where they make their, their money and they don't want to do it? How, how do you, how have you convinced them in the past to yeah, execute I, on social media? Cause there's so many things that are behind that. Yeah. I kind of don't anymore because. Mm. Ooh, that's good. It wasn't what I was, you expecting. know, Interesting. I, I know. And I'm just being totally, I like it. Up. It's great. <laughs> you know, it's great. um, for me, it's like, if I got to convince them to get in and do the thing, you know, if I got to convince them to get in, I got to convince them to stay in. And, and if, if somebody is, has never done anything with social media, but they are, they have a burning desire for a better life and they're coachable. And they're like, look, I'm scared to death to post. I'm scared to death to do videos. But if you'll, if you'll help me, mm. I'm freaking all in, you know, and they're willing to put the work in. Oh yeah. I will take that person under my wing, you know, all day, every day and spend the time coaching and teaching and training them. Um, but if, you know, it, otherwise to, in today's day and age, it's just social media is not going away. You know, I mean, it might evolve and some things might go out and some might come in and there's always going to be that the new kid on the block social media wise. And that's where you pivot and learn how to like do that, yeah. you know, but, um, but I'm still, I still have a very like old school mentality because that the first two decades were total belly to belly and meetings. Mm -hmm. And so, so it's not like, I, I mean, I'll still get on the phone with someone. I'll still go meet someone for a happy hour of coffee. Um, you know, speaking is my jam. So like, I would love to, you know, speaking anywhere is, is my passion because I know I can like, energy wise make a big sure. difference. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm not going to convince somebody. Um, but if they're coachable and willing and, and able and, and willing to work, then I'm, then I'm in. I think that that's a really good statement that you're saying. I think that anybody that's watching this, I think that um, what you just laid out is exactly the same feeling. If you're a purchaser of anything and you're not going to take the, the accountability of execution, nothing's gonna happen. No. And I, and I think that what you just shared is, is just so true. No matter what it is, if you want it, you have to attach effort with the check. Absolutely. <laughs> with, with the investment comes you, right? And so I oh, think that's totally. a great way to lay that out. Yeah. 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 And I think that's with, with anything, right? I mean, if it's getting in shape or whatever, like it's not going to, you know, it's not going to happen sitting at home on the couch, eating bonbons, you know, it takes, mm -hmm. you know, it, it sounds so easy, like work out and eat right, you know, but you know, what's sounds so easy is, is not easy. It's simple, simple things. You know, I love what Jim Rohn says, easy to do, easy not to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's, I think a lot of things, even being an entrepreneur, a lot of the things are easy to do if you're willing to learn and, you know, everything's figure outable, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, if someone, what is that, you know, what is that saying? Embrace the suck. Just embrace. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we say it all the time. Yeah. I probably say that at least five times a day, you know, I, I do it probably way too much, but at certain times it's not good to quote Mike Tyson, but sometimes it is. 
but basically <laughs> he, he basically is like, you know, the thing that you hate to love, learn to love it and do it like yeah. you love it. And that's, yeah. that's a, that's a very weird thing to do. It's totally resistant to what we have. Yeah. You know, I tell people all the time though, Jason, I, I think that's so true because, you know, I, there's days I don't feel like, you know, prospecting or recruiting or inviting or, you know, jumping in a messenger or doing lives or doing trainings, but it, you do it anyway. And that really is, you know, I say the difference between being average and above average is just a little bit, you know, it's just a little tiny bit. I tell my boys that all the time. I'm like, go the extra mile, you know, like there's no one on it. Go the extra mile. Like, you know, like do that extra, give that little extra oomph, like one more call you know, one more meeting, one more message, you know, just one more, you know, and that'll set you apart from the rest, you know, because most people are just doing whatever they got to do to get by. Yeah. You know, it's, so it's, I, I it's believe the guy it. I that's, it's the guy that makes the biggest deal on a Friday at six o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. 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 So true. Right. Yeah. It's true. You know, and I was kind of, I was, you know, for me, people, people always are like, well, how do you make 102,000 your first year with, you know, no business being in business? I was freaking scrappy, man. I mean, I don't have any other like advice for somebody as I was willing to work my face off and I sucked. I embraced the suck and I was the first one there. I was the last one to leave. Um, and I was just relentless, you know? Yeah. And it's like, do what you don't want to do now so that you don't have to do it. And then when you don't have to do it, you actually love it so much. You keep doing it like now. <laughs> I talk about that a lot in, in a sense of repetition. Um, yeah. I, I inject this in a lot of what moved is about. And that is the reality is that the thing that you want to do, if you put up, like, if you lay out the plan for it and I kind of go through this in many things, but if you already kind of lay out the date, like if I said it was the end date was January 1st, and I have to execute for the next, what is it, two, two months or whatever. And I yeah. look at that date and I actually manifest from that date backwards. And I anticipate yeah. where those problems are. And then I, in my mind, hurdle them before I even start. Yeah. And yeah. do that, um, I talk about this quite often. It, it's the same thing. I talk about fighting often too, um, just because my own personal background and things, not violence, fighting. <laughs> um, but ultimately, if you can make yourself comfortable, the more, more comfortable you get in the actual process, yeah. you can create a skill into an art. And then once you can create that art, that's when it gets beautiful, right? So you need that yes. repetition to be able to get that art because you need so flow. True. You need it to kind of get yeah. in, ingrain that in. So I, I yeah. think, I think what you're doing in, in this social impact and, and impacting people to, uh, you know, and make their lives better. Um, I think that your story is super cool. I think that uh, you've you expressed the grind. I saw on one of here, you had like a two hour and 40 minute live. So you definitely, you know, I'm not here to just be somebody that, you know, encourages a crazy person or anything like that. But at the end of the day, you have a great story, a lot of things to share. And I'm sure a lot of people can learn from you. Where can they find you? I've had such a great time. Yeah. Oh, this is so fun, Jason. And thanks again for having me. And I, I love what you're doing. And uh I'll be picking your brain on all kinds of stuff. I keep wanting to like turn the interview around and like ask you all these questions. And I'm like, Michelle, just, um, but um, so obviously Facebook and Instagram, uh, Michelle Barnes success coach um, yeah. is my handle on, on those uh, mentoring by Michelle.com. 
Um, if you do mentoring by michelle.com forward slash goals, I have a free goal setting training. It's the most powerful goal setting training of the year. I've been doing it for 26 years now. And uh, just my mission is for it to get better and better every single year. And um, so that's a free giveaway there. And um, on TikTok, I'm TikTok Lady Boss, Lady Boss, TikTok Lady Boss. So. Well, thank you so much. I've had a great time. I really appreciate it, Michelle. And make sure you look her up. She's an incredible person. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, guys. If you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, Moved is to entrepreneurs.